Welcome back to Bat Rankings, where you can come for Batman. But stay for Anthony. I'm your head scientist, Ben Creighton, and with me as always... Hi, everybody. It's Kenny Wadorski. It's been, uh, it's been a minute. Last, last episode, we talked about how I launched the Kickstarter campaign to the Eloy book. I did that That's last right. Thursday. Yeah. That was that was an amazing experience. I got to sit down with a good friend and good friend and mentor. A uh, good friend and mentor. Getting off to a great start already. Yeah, I was gonna say. Here we go, kids. <laughs> this up. is that high quality content that y'all tune in for. <laughs> now I sat down with uh, with Dr. Thomas Seeger. Uh, talked about the book and and how it got to this point and told some pretty personal stories about uh, uh, just about all the things that went down with my brother that contributed to the story uh, and talked about talked about you Kenny putting the idea in my head in Ooh. the first place to make it a children's book cool. <laughs> you're you're going on that dedication page whether nice. you like it or not <laughs> well, hey I'll take it that's cool thank you yeah. So that's uh, that's been my week. How about you? Uh, back at work. It's good to be out of quarantine. So I am doing all that. Um, as I was telling you earlier, I'm I'm sore from head to toe, but it's worth it. Yep. I'm just glad to be out of the house. And after we're done doing our little thing here, I'm going to be going to the comic book store, and I'm going to buy all the comic books because I'm <laughs> so glad I get to go back into the comic book store. <laughs> um, if, I'm, if I'm glad the comic books... book store uh, made it through this. Not all small businesses, local businesses, not all of them have. So I'm glad they've got their doors back open. Yeah, uh, this is in Tucson, Arizona. It's Fantasy Comics. Uh, that's my my favorite place to go. And a lot of us here in Tucson did a, a GoFundMe for them to kind of help them out during the difficult time. And they're back. Nice. So... Like I was telling Sarah, I was like, I, I might be in there a while. <laughs> just just going to go in there and just, I don't know, spend money I don't have. But I'm just, I'm just glad to be back in there. I'm just glad to be out. So I was getting all cooped up. Um, and I'm sorry I wasn't able to hear your, your story. I, uh, I unfortunately had to work on that day. But I uh, was seeing it on the on the Facebook, and I was like, "I'm rooting you on, buddy." Uh, I got my parents are excited. I keep telling everybody, "It's like my buddy wrote a book. Want to <laughs> see the picture? <laughs> see yeah, that well, the donkey? That's that's his book." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that uh, the the archival version of that stream with uh, with some of the cruft cutouts going to be going up on my YouTube channel uh, pretty soon here. So by the time this by the time this episode comes out, you should be able to find that on youtube.com slash HBI2K. But what you can definitely find right now is the terrible trio. Yeah. Segway, yeah. everybody. <laughs> it's Batman time. <laughs> yeah. We're watching Batman. Heck yeah. <laughs> so we open up on the Gotham uh seems like the Gotham docks. We pan up to a uh a warehouse of some description we've got a man in a fox mask a man in a shark mask and a man in a vulture mask yeah they are robbing the joint uh they're actually right in the middle of a scuffle with a security guard a security guard goes by the name of henry and they they rough him up he 
<laughs> poor Henry. Poor Henry, man. He does not seem to be up to this kind of action. He's the kind of guy who's uh, <laughs> observe and report uh, type right. of security. He's not ready for a throwdown. He's older. He's overweight. He's he's not in shape to be fighting these uh, these three fit young men. Yeah, they, they rough them up pretty bad. And then uh, they're all dressed, these burglars, in um, they, they have these masks on, but they're not really masks, more like a hood. And you've got a red fox, you have a shark, and you have a, believer vulture. A vulture, yes. And clearly the fox guy is kind of the leader. And he goes up to poor Henry and says, he throws him some money. He's like, you probably need this because you're a lowly guard. And uh, Henry actually throws the money back. So good yep. for Henry. Yeah, good on you, Henry. Yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> and the other thing that we notice is that uh that this leader, this fox man, he talks like a dork. Yeah. <laughs> a valiant effort, stout sentinel. I'm talking like I think old fashioned people do. <laughs> uh, I looked him up. It the little boy from the original Lost in Space. That's him. <laughs> so uh, apparently he does lots of stuff he's a musician and he's done voice acting and he writes uh episodes so good for him nice. he wasn't good just a you. child actor who uh committed suicide or got into drugs he he's done lots of good things yeah well i mean we we don't know what he does in his free time but <laughs> <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> <laughs> so batman and robin bust in there's a there's a little fight uh, these these three burglars uh, escape to the docks where they've got a getaway boat ready. There's they they set a little trap for Robin, set up some dynamite to blow up the dock. Fortunately, Batman is able to 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 notice the trap and call it out. So Robin uh, only gets lightly injured, but our three burglars get away, and we cut to the Batcave where uh, Batman is is pointing out that they are predators of land, sea, and air. Right. Well, except for the vulture, which is a scavenger. And, oh. yeah, also, also foxes are, I mean, yeah, they're predators, but you couldn't go for a These guys have a bad theme. <laughs> <laughs> they are not intimidating criminals. <laughs> Do you remember, it was a cartoon, I can't remember if it was called Centurions? Whatever the challenge, they are ready. The Centurions! Like that. It was basically a cartoon for toys. But I had seen this episode, I was like, hey, <laughs> it's like Centurions. <laughs> I had never heard of that, which is weird because it would have been right around, says here on, on the Wikipedia, 1986. So that would have been around the time. Apparently, Jack Kirby worked on this show. No shit. Yeah. He contributed character designs and concepts. Huh. Huh. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm marking that on my short list of next time we need like a... Uh, we need to do a promotional gimmick and, and give people a bonus episode. Uh, maybe we'll watch an episode of Centurions. Dude, there's <laughs> see, a lot of like old 80s cartoons that are they're forgettable, but you go back and you watch one or two You know, nowadays, it'd be like, mm. ah, blast from the past. That actually <laughs> might be fun. Yeah. <laughs> watch some old, forgettable 80s, 90s cartoons. <laughs> I mean, well, we'll do that another time. I, I doubt it's... I, it's no Hammer Man. I mean, I say that I mean, sight unseen. My, hypo my hypothesis is that it's no Hammer Man. No. You can only test that with science. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but that'll be an experiment for another day. In the meantime, yeah. <laughs> we cut to Bruce Wayne hanging around with these three younger guys at this 
charity skeet shooting competition. Their names are Warren, Gunther, and Army. And, and guess what? It's them. You know it's them. Yeah, there is yeah. there is no effort made to hide this. <laughs> Warren is clearly Fox. Jake Rockwell, rugged land operation specialist. He's he's got red hair that looks like his fox mask. His voice is the same as yeah, this is not a twist ending, y'all. <laughs> no, the shark guy has a mustache, which you can see in his uh, hood that he has a mustache. So, you know, that's yep. the shark guy. Max Ray, brilliant sea operations commander. And uh, bird guy's got glasses, and you know, that's that's the bird guy. Ace McLeod, daring air operations expert. Now, was it just me, the shark guy, uh... Army is his civilian name. <laughs> he's got a pencil-thin mustache. He's got slicked-back black hair. My my theory, my headcanon, is that his full name is Army Mockridge. It, I bet he's uh, Mockridge's son. Maybe. I be. bet you anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, now that I'm thinking about it, he does have that look, doesn't he? He looks just that like Clark Mockridge. Gable motherfucker, yeah, this yeah. Clark Gable-looking motherfucker, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but these three guys, they're frat bo- brothers. They are Delta brothers, and they are... I Warren right away uh, sort of gives gives Bruce some shit for thanking the help for <laughs> handing him his skeet-shooting rifle. I love the line when he says, do you thank the trash man if he picks up your trash? And Bruce is like, well, if I see him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, so, what's wrong with that? Yeah. Just you piece of shit. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that at all. Just in case these characters were, you know, maybe a little too sympathetic, we're, we're given copious reasons to hate them right from the beginning, especially Warren. He's just a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and we move over to, to an older man named Sheldon and his daughter, Rebecca. Uh, right. Sheldon, old man Sheldon, does not appreciate Rebecca's dress, which is just inappropriate. It's, it's uh, skirts too short. No daughter of mine. And it turns out Rebecca is dating Warren. Correct. And uh, you can tell there's some animosity between the two. Um, Sheldon is traditionally rich old man who's overprotective of his daughter. And you got the young, you know, fraternity Delta dude who's, you know, kind of. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's. He's not like flashy in front of the the dad, but you can tell that he's kind of like your dad's stupid, you know that kind yep. of thing. Yeah, there's there's some kind of generation clash happening here, in right. addition to the uh, the class conflict, which will become <laughs> more of a more of an issue here. But uh, turns out this this dress that uh, that young, attractive Bruce Tim designed Rebecca is sporting <laughs> uh, cost Daddy five thousand dollars. Yeah. And that's uh, in 1992 money. <laughs> she says, wait till dad sees the bill for this. And um, uh, Fox is like, oh, okay. He, he winds up writing her check for $5,000 to kind of smooth things over. And she's very thankful. And uh, the, the fraternity boys are all like, well, that, that's money well spent. Er. And he goes, <laughs> you know what? I, 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 you know what? Let's go rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go rob old man Sheldon. He'll he'll reem- Yeah, it's fine. I just spent the money on his daughter. I'm sure he'd be fine with reimbursing me when I rob him. Yeah. <laughs> T- turns out in the next scene, 
he old man Sheldon is not fine with it. They break into his into his place, break into his safe. They're they're taking his jewels and stacks of cash, and he busts in with a shotgun and calls the cops on him. Now Sheldon wasn't supposed to be there, according to his daughter, but yes, he's there, and so the three of them rough him up, and Fox punches him several times. Several times in the face, I might add. Yes, uh, and we've we've seen earlier he has a very distinctive fraternity ring. That's your yes. Chekhov's gun for later. Yes. <laughs> yes, another Chekhov's gun for later. As they leave, this beaten, unconscious old man, uh, Warren takes a distinctive pin from his lapel. Right. Right. It's like a gold with a ruby on top or a diamond on top of it. Fancy, fancy stuff. And yep. uh, they book it out of there because the cops are coming. Cops is coming. Yep. <laughs> Batman hears the call over the police scanner in the Batmobile. We get a little chase sequence between Bats and our, our three criminals. And the criminals get away, these frat boys get away, by taking the stolen money and throwing it into a crowd of people in the street. They're literally throwing money at the problem. The crowd you know, rushes into the street. Ah! And, yeah. and blocks the Batmobile's path. Uh, Batman cannot pursue without putting innocent lives in danger. Mm-hmm. And, of course, all responsible guardians of public safety, everyone whose job is to serve and protect, would never put innocent civilians in harm's way in the course of their <laughs> criminal investigations. That's or at right. least Batman wouldn't. Exactly. So they get away, <laughs> and uh, we cut to the hospital where Sheldon is in a coma, sort of. Yep. And uh, his daughter is so sad, crying, whatnot. And Bruce Wayne shows up. He's like, I'm so sorry. If there's anything I can do to help. And Mr. Fox shows up. He, he's there to pick up the girlfriend. And uh, Bruce does his little detective work, goes into the hospital room, and he checks around Sheldon's face, and he's got a distinctive mark on his face. Triangle this mark. Is a- this is a plot point right out of Ace Ventura Pet Detective. I love it. Alrighty then. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> because it does indeed, the mark on his face, the cut on his face, matches the pattern of Warren's ring. And that's where, throughout this episode, you can see that Bruce has been, like, side-eyeing these frat boys. You can tell he kind of knows, but here's the evidence that he needs. Yeah. Now it's not just a hunch. Now it's, okay, now I've got something to go on. Uh, Dick Grayson uh, uses his computer skills and looks up what the ring would look like. And uh, it's going to have the shape of a triangle from a fraternity. Bing, bong, boom. There's your evidence right there, kids. And, uh, oh, by the way, Dick Grayson broke his arm in that dynamite explosion. Yes. So he's that. he's around for the rest of the episode, but he's limited to, you know, flying the blat, the, the blat pain. Uh <laughs> Jesus, it's going to be a day for this, isn't it? Flying the bat plane, you know, light duty. He's uh, he's out of the combat zone for the rest of the episode. Yeah. But meanwhile, Warren uh, also went to comfort uh, fair Rebecca uh, and said, you know, why don't I know your dad's in a coma in the hospital in critical condition or whatever, but uh, come skiing with us. Yeah, let's take your mind off of all of this. Yeah. And she says yes. So they go up because she. (laughs) <laughs> this this character man okay we've we've talked about female characters in this show before but she is just the most passive like oh okay i i guess i'll go ski to your ski lodge now 
What she's f- attractive and she wants things and yes. is subservient and it's just yeah it's not it's a little yeah, she she has replaced her father as the provider of things with warren as the yes. provider of things and therefore the most important man in her life and therefore she will do as he says yes <laughs> This is real dicey stuff looking uh, at it nowadays. There's there's a lot of... We'll get into it later, but there's a lot of stuff like that in this episode. But yeah. regardless, they go off to, uh, to Warren's ski cabin where <laughs> Warren drops the distinctive pin, uh, which Rebecca recognizes. Wait a minute, that's my father's. Where did you get that? And Warren says, of course... Oh, well, I borrowed it. Or, oh, by the way, I found that in the hospital room. I wanted to return it to you. Or any number of things. And her her suspicions are allayed. And the episode's over. <laughs> no! <laughs> Dude, I watched this episode with Sarah. And uh, she said the same thing. She said, uh, couldn't they come up with a lie? <laughs> She is. Oh yeah, that's actually mine. I, I bought the same one because your dad is cool, so I got one too. Yeah. Any lie would have worked. Yeah, this <laughs> is a young no. woman who trusts you so much that she will go off to your ski cabin while her father is in critical condition. But apparently, oh god. Okay, they so, straight up just go from like, uh, and then they're just like, you know what, jigs up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're the ones who beat him up. <laughs> Yeah, and and no. speaking of incredibly trusting, obedient people, Gunther and Army, they're explaining the whole thing to Rebecca, and Gunther and Army's standpoint is, you know, we just did it for a lark, we didn't mean for anybody to get hurt, uh, we'll, we'll return all the money, this was just for funsies, we're sorry, and, you know, just, you know, you, you don't tell anybody and we'll make it right, yeah, everything's gonna be good, and Warren says, well... You know, I hear what you're saying. On the other hand, what if we were to chloroform my girlfriend, put her in a car, and push it off a cliff to make it look like an accident? Because I don't think we can trust her not to spill the beans. That's and right. Gunther and Army make make noises like, eh, isn't this taking it a bit too far? As they're pushing the car off a cliff. <laughs> I, I sort of feel like the time for objections has passed at this point. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't be doing this. Oh, well, it's in neutral and off the mountain it goes. Yeah. So, so I, is this a good time? Are Gunther and Army hench people? Do they get ranked on the Anthony meter? What's, what's your feeling? I don't think they are henchmen. I, I feel like the three of them are, you know what? Yeah, put it on the Anthony meter. Yeah. Makes the episode so, more fun. Let's do this. Anthony meter time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rank these bitches. So these two are are obedient. I will give yeah. them that. Uh-huh. I'm not sure how much... I mean, that's really all I can say as far as mook value is that they're obedient. I don't feel like they have any heart whatsoever. They're just so passive. Yeah. I mean, other other mooks, if they are inclined to question their boss's orders, uh, they they need a, a a smacking to get them back in line. They have, you know, they have enough gumption, they have enough independent uh, independence of thought that uh, you know sometimes it takes a little bit of corralling to get them back in line. But but these two, they will make a noise and then just no spine to back it up. So yeah. I'm I'm gonna say 
two hundred a piece. That's that works for me. I'm yeah. okay with that. Like not not nothing. They are showing up. They're they're you know doing their part in the heist, but just no heart, no heart whatsoever. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> Very good. All right, <laughs> we got our science in everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so off the cliff this car goes. Uh, but Batman's there. He's presumably tracked them to their cabin. He's in the bat plane with Robin. Uh, uses the bat grappling hook, which is normally used only for the illegal interrogation of criminals. <laughs> but in this case, <laughs> uses it to save dear Rebecca's life. And he uh, hops out of the, the bat plane with his bat wing glider while Robin is steering the, the ship. And you get yourself your third act fight scene. Yep. Uh, Long Batman story beating short. them up in the snow, and Fox goes into a cabin and gets himself a little snowboard. Uh, what Snowmobile. Do you call those? Snowmobile. Yep. And you get Batman. They fight on top of that, and uh, Fox falls off. Snowmobile goes off the side, and I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. It goes off the side of a cliff. It does not explode. It yep. crashes. We're watching but this no one sober. Sorry, no shots. No, no shots. <laughs> and uh, he takes Fox, and Fox is like, "Here, here's a million dollars if you let me go." And Batman does not. And he's ten million dollars if you let me go. Batman does not. Fine, take me to jail. I'll buy my own way out. I can get lawyers and judges that'll be they'll be okay to get me out of jail because I'm rich. Yep. And nope. He goes to jail. <laughs> yep. And and so we have seen at this point, we have seen werewolves. We have seen Greek gods. Uh, we've seen magicians and and any number of things. We've seen sassy talking bat planes. Mm-hmm. But this is the most unbelievable thing I have ever seen on this show. This is the <laughs> least realistic thing I have ever seen on this show. Warren goes to jail ass fuck you in the ass jail and gets thrown into a cell with a big mean looking cellmate. And that's the end of the episode. Yep. Bullshit. Batman, the animated series. <laughs> I'm gonna call bullshit on. So let's talk a little bit right now about, uh, the history of Batman. Uh, okay. Superman was a crusader for the little people from the beginning. He was actually quite a radical figure in the early days, like literally the first year of Superman comics. He was fighting the establishment. He was fighting for the oppressed. Batman, not so much. First couple of years of Batman, he was mostly foiling jewel thieves to protect the property of rich people like himself. Batman didn't grow a social conscience until relatively later in his run, like the 60s, 70s. That's when Batman started started fighting against the status quo instead of for it, or at the very least, for the little people. This is an episode that brings up class issues that I don't think it's prepared to deal with. Yeah. yeah and I think that. that's a problem. Um, I mean, I, I could see that... It's, I, I kind of put that on the back burner. Uh, mm-hmm. To me, this was just rich boys uh, doing this to have fun and get their kicks. I wasn't really seeing, I, I can see where you're talking about the, the distance between classes. 
Mm-hmm. Clearly, it's brought up with a security guard when he does yep. the math and says the security guard makes, what, 21000 a year or something like that? Yep. Um, for me, it wasn't a, a, pre- a super relevant part of the episode. To me, it was just, this is what rich people do when they get bored. <laughs> and so they, they go and they steal things. Um, I, I think it could have... So, yes, that is what rich people do when they get bored. Uh, <laughs> witness any billionaire in this country. <laughs> are, are they out robbing other rich people at gunpoint? No. Are they stealing from the less fortunate? Yes. <laughs> and I think I, I was hoping for this episode to deal with that in a more interesting fashion. Because these young men are so divorced from any possible consequences of their action. And that sort of lack of empathy born of privilege is an interesting theme to explore. Which this episode just kind of doesn't. There's also another reason why they decide to go out and commit thieveries. Uh, Warren has the hots for Rebecca, who has expensive tastes. She is, in some ways complicit with his crimes and that's never really explored either she is she is no less privileged and no less divorced from any consequences of her lifestyle than warren but that goes entirely unexamined she's just a stock character yeah she is a very poor example of a a female character especially written for a cartoon you know uh, we've dealt with this before. This one is, it's really hard to sit through the way she, especially when they're explaining all the stuff and she's just like, Oh, well, it's like these motherfuckers beat the shit out of your dad. Yeah. Your father. <laughs> half your DNA. Um, yeah, it's, it's real hard to, to witness that. Yeah. And, like, here's the thing. There are young people, there are young women who are about like that. And that could stand some some exploration, some interrogation. There's just none of it here. And that's, it's, it's a missed opportunity in an episode sort of full of missed opportunities. But right. I think maybe now is about the right time to, to look at it with a little bit of science. Should we boot up the science machine? Let's do this thing. I'm a disciple of science. I know the universe is in full compliance with natural laws. All right. So uh, we've got our master list of uh, 64 episodes, and we've we've got the doodads and the beakers, but I feel like there's something else we got to do before we really get into this. It's so hot outside. Oh. Let's just, you know, let's put on those lab coats. Man, let's take them pants. Off! Woo! All right. Gonna gonna go down our list. Oh, that's breezy. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. It's been triple digits for a good week here. I need that breeze. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Get my deep breath. Readjust my microphone. Two-Face, Ceno Evil, Harley and Ivy, Demon's Quest, House and Garden, Cat and the Claw, Beware the Grey Ghost, Man Who Killed Batman, Almost Got Him, Perchance to Dream, Robin's Reckoning, Leave My Lips, Heart of Ice, Laughing Fish, I Am the Night, Day of the Samurai, Eternal Youth, Pretty Poison, The Forgotten, Joker's Favor, Feet of Clay, Silicon Soul, Clock King, Heart of Steel, What is Reality, Avatar, Fuse of Smart, Mind, Jurid, Sideshow, Joker's Wild, Vendetta. 
the last lap. Nothing to fear. The strange secret of Bruce Wayne. Bullet for Bullock. Zatanna. Dreams in darkness. Off balance. The mechanic. Tiger. Tiger. Appointment in Crime Alley. All know the rings. Christmas with the Joker. Matt is a hatter. Blind is a bat. Mudslide. Murder the wolf. Night of the ninja. Trial. Fear of victory. Shadow of the bat. POV. Prophecy of doom. Birds of a feather. Be a clown. The cape and cow conspiracy. Fire from a lippers. Worry man. Page of the crime doctor. It's never too late. The hundred dollars. Nobody's perfect. Terror in the sky. Cat scratch fever. And I've got Batman in my basement. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I tried so hard. That was never going to happen again. Dude, I forgot that uh, uh, House and Garden is up so high. Yeah, yeah. We just did yeah. that one. It, yeah, that one's in, what, number four? Number five, yeah. Five, damn. Halfway through the top ten. Yeah. Good stuff. This one will not. <laughs> I can already guarantee you, this one will not. That's our hypothesis. Let's test <laughs> Let's it. Let's test this bitch. <laughs> Random number generator. Is this episode, The Terrible Trio, better or worse than number 13? Heart of Ice. No. Nope, not as good. <laughs> Heart of Ice was good. Yeah, yeah, Heart of Ice was... I I still feel bad that that's out of the top 10 now. Yeah. Uh, it, but it's just got these beautiful uh, acting pieces with... with his monologues and his tragic story and even the villain who's the the rich guy yep uh, voiced by mark hamill uh, yep. even he was more interesting than these three rich guys in this episode yeah nothing so. nothing against the voice acting on on warren nothing against young will robinson there but nah. i i can't imagine well you know what he played the character he was given. I was about to say, I can't imagine him giving the Mr. Freeze monologues, but you know what? Maybe if they'd given that character to the voice actor, he would have knocked it out of the park. Who's to say? Maybe. But what we can say is that, yeah, Warren is no Mr. Freeze next. I concur. <laughs> All right. In that case, is the terrible trio better or worse than number 52? prophecy of doom this one's kind of on par with that <laughs> um uh, i think prophecy of doom is better okay i was i was waiting because you know how i feel but i yeah. wanted to get <laughs> well, i wanted to get doom independent the, confirmation yeah it, it had the uh big you know planetarium thing that was that was a better fight scene than the snow snowmobile chase scene yeah, agreed. Um, and and the character of the villain, he's pretty stupid, but at least he's more entertaining than these three schmucks. Yeah, he was campy and fun, and and these guys are just just a whole lot of nothing. Like neither neither Nostromos nor these guys ever feel like they're an actual threat to Batman. But no. Nostromos is at least fun and silly. Yeah. All right. In that case, is the terrible trio. Better or worse than number 64, I've got Batman in my basement. I I think it is better. <laughs> I concur, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I had my problems with this episode, but it's it's a straight ahead, like, it's fine. It's, it's reasonably well animated, although it felt like kind of a throwback animation-wise. And this is from... A new studio, which we haven't seen before, Jade Animation. Uh, but did you notice how they had like the like character faces as painted backgrounds as a cost-saving measure? We haven't I, seen that since since like early in the first season. I noticed that with uh, the comatose uh, Sheldon. 
yeah. that was just a one, you know, it wasn't animated at all, like you said. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. It's, you know, it's a perfectly legit stylistic touch. Just yeah. just something I noticed. I didn't mind the animation this episode. In fact, there's a lot of facial expressions that I enjoyed, especially when the three guys get found out by... Um, God, I can't think of her name now. Rebecca? Spoiled rich girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when when uh, they she figures it out, they kind of have these looks at each other. The facial expressions were pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, definitely better than I've got Batman in my basement. Yeah. In that case, is it better or worse than number 53, Birds of a Feather? That's funny, because that's another, like, rich people episode. Uh, I think Birds of a Feather is better, though. Yeah, I concur. Like, that that's an episode that for whatever its other failings and you know it's it's ranked number 53 for a reason it did get me to feel for the penguin a little bit so yeah, yeah. And, all uh, right yeah yeah you know what i concur all right in that case is the terrible trio better or worse than number 56 fire from olympus mm, we're getting close now yeah, I think I might give the edge to Fire from Olympus just because Maxi Zeus is such a silly, theatrical, fun presence, but I'm not married to that. What's your feeling? I'm going to go, because I still love that scene where they're looking at a flaming blimp falling down from the point of view of a building. Mm. That was beautiful. It's It's one of those things like this episode isn't very good. But that shot of that flaming blimp is just like, oh, my God, why couldn't that shot be in a better episode? <laughs> I, but I'm going to give it to Fire from Olympus. All right. I'm going to concur. So in that case, is the terrible trio better or worse than number 62, Terror in the Sky? Oh, the one that made you sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terror in the Sky was just boring. And for even if my level of interest was sort of buoyed by thinking through social issues that this episode brought up but was afraid to actually tackle in a meaningful way, that still kept my attention. So I'm inclined to give this one the edge. Uh, I'll concur with you. I didn't hate Terror in the Sky as much as you did, but uh, at least this one... Like I had said in an earlier episode, this one felt like a Hardy Boys episode. And I was thinking that the <laughs> yeah. whole time. I was like, Batman in the case of the terrible trio. Him and his buddy Dick Grayson are going to find out. Yeah, it just felt like a Hardy Boys in, in a good way. So I'll yeah. give it to the terrible trio. All right. Jeez, we are zeroing in just little by little. <laughs> Is this episode, the terrible trio, better or worse then number 61, take a shot. Hammer man, nobody's perfect. <laughs> yeah, You do get to take a shot. Everybody, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't get an explosion, but you still get to take a shot. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's tough. You should put in like an applause sound effect <laughs> for that. Anytime you land on Hammer Man. Yeah, uh, I got to find a good sound drop for that. And then <laughs> retroactively the put case. it in. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, I kind of think the Hammerman episode might have been better. I concur. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> now I do, and you should be listening to it right now if I've done my editing job right. I do have a sound drop for this. Cue oh. the Rick Astley. <laughs> Congratulations, in scare quotes, to the terrible trio. We now have four, count them four, episodes that rank below Hammerman. This wow. ranks just below Hammerman Nobody's Perfect and just above Terror in the Sky in the new 62 spot. Wow. <laughs> what a day. <laughs> Aren't you glad you tuned in, kids? You got uh, something fun to talk about with your friends at the water cooler. Hey, those guys at Bat Rankings found an episode that's not as good as Hammerman. And they'll say, what? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think it's I think it's an incredibly useful thing to have Hammerman sitting here in the list. I'm so glad that we did that. Yeah, and I yeah, me too. It's it's an interesting kind of like benchmark, yep. <laughs> like separating the bad to the really bad yep. is uh, having that Hammerman in there. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking at the list. The Underdwellers is right above it, just squeaked in like, okay, look, I know there were problems, but it's no hammer. You survived, Underdwellers, just barely. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, let's see what might be surviving next time. Next time we have Harlequinade. Do you remember this episode, Kenny? I do. I think... She helps Batman, I think. If I'm remembering right, this is... No, you know what? I think I'm getting this one because I'm, I'm scrolling through what we have left. I think I'm getting this one mixed up with Harley's Holiday. So... Oh, maybe I'm Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you thing one about this episode other than it's got Harley in it. And uh, the title card is no help. It just shows Harley with a pop gun grinning at the audience so this one's gonna be a surprise next time okay yeah okay well that's good that's a good thing it'll be uh like you know a blank piece of paper for us yeah it's 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 been a while since we've had one that i just plain didn't remember at all but yeah we'll we'll see what that one's all about next time in the meantime kenny where can folks find you on the internet you can find me at weiske tv and on instagram facebook and youtube and you can always find me at HBI2K on Twitter, twitch.tv slash Ben Creighton. And you can find me at youtube.com slash HBI2K, where I've been posting, I've actually been posting stuff on there now, uh, videos <laughs> in uh, in connection with the Eloy book. I posted a video of uh, myself reading it to a uh, an audience of a young girl with autism, and then an interview with her mother where she talked talks me through like here's how she reacted and why i think she reacted the way that she did uh and of course the the full live stream archive of the kickstarter launch uh stream so yeah definitely check that out and you can always check us out right here at anchor.fm slash bat rankings where you can pledge one five or ten dollars a month to help us pay for internet costs and microphone costs and all those little incidental costs of putting on a podcast. We do we do appreciate it. Thank you very much for doing that. All of you have been helping us out. Absolutely. And we will help you out, help us out, know whether we can remember Harlequinade next week. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.